0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. It's a new year. This is always going to be playing in the background now for the entire show, for the rest of eternity.
1: <laughs>
0: Trigoski, you think people are going to recognize this song?
2: <laughs> do you, you know, recognize you, it you, you know you would have to be a very learned consumer of local controversies to do that
0: <laughs> it's pretty slow too it's slow starting i uh <laughs> would you would you have recognized it if i didn't if you didn't have any context no no okay i uh so welcome to lacrosse talk p m uh, happy new year everybody happy new year that u w lacrosse political scientist uh Doctor Anthony Trigoski. I don't. I was hesitant on using doctor there because I just I wasn't sure. New Year, cancel. We're cancel culturing doctors that don't perform surgeries. Uh, how distracting is this song in the background? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I thought a music bed would make us more interesting, Rick. It, I mean, no, maybe it de- not though.
0: It definitely no the uh, the stuff like the the thirty. I think is it the ESPN thirty for thirties. The like promos they used to do, they don't. They, you just put that piano in the background. You could say anything, because yeah. I I listen to the Le- Levitard show once in a while, and they're off ESPN now, starting in four days. Uh, but maybe we can get them on Wisdom, just in the at night sometime, just play them on there, because they're going to continue their show. But uh, they just uh, th- they spoof that it, the thirty for thirty obviously is always heartfelt and whatever the 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 thing is, and they put that piano behind it, and it's awesome. And then the Levitar show would just spoof it. They would just talk about nonsense, but they put the piano behind it and it'd be like amazing. And that's just like what we got going on here. So obviously it makes our the beginning of our show sound uh, way better when we put that back there. But when you, when you put it to this, and it sounds a little bit different. For anyone that doesn't remember this happened this year, we're going to kind of review 2020 for a little bit. Not a little bit, for the hour, and we'll see where we go, but... Uh, yeah, and how much stuff we could actually get to? Because there's we have we have a long list, but there's there was this, there was this with that Beethoven song. Here's a memo to clueless
1: baptized Catholics out there: You cannot be Catholic and be a Democrat. Period. Their party platform absolutely is against everything the Catholic Church teaches. So just quit pretending <laughs> that you're Catholic and vote Democrat. Repent of your support of that party and its platform, or face the fires of hell. Yes, Virginia, there is a hell.
0: Then I could, I could just go right back to my song. <laughs> yes, Virginia, there is a... Who is he talking to? Is he talking to some lady named Virginia? Is she in the video with him? I don't know. Uh, he
2: just sounds like a fun guy. A guy you'd <laughs> want to hang out with at parties, right?
0: Our number one story of the year on Wisdom was, uh, was Donald Trump, the West Salem Rally, the Colgan Air Service airport rally being canceled and Brad Williams and Caitlin Riley from the wisdom newsroom were both at the Trump rally in West Salem. And Brad did know, notice that the priest uh, James Altman was there. So he was at the Trump rally. Uh, Not that that has any context for anything, but it, but it's interesting. He was there and, you know, and he's telling Democrats they're going to go to hell because they're Democrats.
2: (laughs) A crazy priest guy figured out the, formula for making a great and explosive news story, combine politics and religion, and you've got like media gold. So oh, and, I think he was tapping into something there.
0: And he goes, he goes right into that. I have two clips, so I'll just play them. We'll just burn this out. We'll get rid of this guy. This actually, this, this Tregoski, I don't know if you know this, but this, uh, uh, what is it called? The domino effect, uh, multiple stories that happen within a couple of weeks or maybe a week. Of this guy talking here But here's the other clip When you talk about religion and politics
1: Is that there are way too many people Who don't know the first thing About Almighty God Father, Son, and Holy Spirit So truth be told They do not love Him And so we can see In the many godless politicians out there In the godless educational system and the godlessness of so many sheeples They most definitely sheeples. Are not serving Him They are not fulfilling their purpose in life To know, to love, and to serve God Oh, you're just being political, Father Altman's too political. Politics has no place in the Catholic Church.
0: Baloney. Baloney. Politics <laughs> has no place. Doesn't he mean it the other way? The Catholic Church has no place in politics. He means it the other way, doesn't he?
2: Uh, probably. And I guess I—I I, I don't know. He would—he probably include me in that godless educational system category.
0: Yeah, you're teaching the—you're teaching the kids right to hell trigaski so th- so I'll, I'll i'll try to explain this this is going to be a little bit difficult but um so that that video happened and you know i don't i, I guess i could look at it again i, I don't have it open i just have the story and i kind of quoted out so that video happened and then we had a, a caller call in and say that there were vans gathering at, at the and an alaska hotel and they were getting ready to to uh burn the church or something like that they were what antifa or something antifa members gathering at the stony creek in Alaska, getting ready to come burn our churches and then loot and raid rape and pillage lacrosse you know like a bunch of pirates i don't know why they wouldn't just go down the mississippi river on their pirate ship but they s- instead were, were congregating at stony creek uh in their in their vans so that happened so that was a call we got Later, later, I believe later that night, because I have okay. So I have this. I'm looking at the date. So September 10th. So later that night, on Alaska, police called out to Stony Creek. This guy named James Gallagher, 56 year old from on Alaska, he's he's caught, and, and he's seen by some people at Stony Creek slashing bus tires of what he. What I'm guessing, and I don't know for a fact because I don't think he's going to testify the to, to the him knowing that the Antifas were gathering at Stony Creek to burn and, and pillage lacrosse. But he was slashing tires and this story gets it starts funny and then it gets dark. Slashing tires and then some people see him doing that and he's dressed in all black. So imagine when you were I don't know about you, Trigosky, but when I was a twelve year old in 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 Greenville, Wisconsin, we would play army and I we would dress in all black. We we'd run around I lived out in the country, so we'd just run around the fields and barns and whatever Um, So this guy's basically playing Army. He's dressed in all black. He's slashing tires. People try to chase him down. Well, you know what you have to do when you slash tires? You have a knife. So they chase him. I think he goes over a fence. They try to get him. He ends up stabbing some guy seven times, and the the fight spills into Highway 16 in front of Blaine's Farm and Fleet where they eventually, the Onalaska police eventually arrest this dude, and he he hasn't gone to court yet. Uh, where he's sentenced or whatever he pleads guilty or not guilty or whatever but um so this weird priest story turns into a phone call and wisdom about Antifa gathering getting ready to burn Lacrosse and then this is how we start the new year we're talking this is the first story we did so I don't know why I decided to start here but it it has to be I just I think we if we go most ridiculous things that happen in in Lacrosse in the past year the combination of these things has to be on one of the tops on the list
2: Oh, yeah, the priest guy plus the idea that Stony Creek in Onalaska is now Antifa headquarters. <laughs> but, Rick, like this is the big—this is actually kind of like the broader theme of 2020, that these crazy online conspiracy theories are spilling over into the real world. And this is hardly the only time this year— and on Alaska, lacrosse hardly the only place this year where we've seen people acting out in in real life on crazy conspiracy theories that spread online. And what's so dangerous about the uh, social media era and the digital era that we live in is that people can find these crazy conspiracy theories, and they can find communities that validate their belief in these crazy conspiracies and make them believe that it's real i mean we've seen this with the QAnon conspiracy theory and 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 just the nuttiness of that conspiracy theory but how people you know show up at rallies you know holding these q signs so i think this is something kind of new as far as conspiracy theories and and these these people who you know are just are prone to believe them now they're actually acting out on them because they're convinced through social media and and the internet that these conspiracy theories are true, and I think that's probably what happened in this case
0: yeah and i I do wonder if the police ever looked into where this guy first got word of these buses at stony Creek and I will say the buses were used to transport contractors. This has been verified that's what i've I got uh from uh, the the letter the email sent to the police from the hotel. Uh, says, uh, yeah, we have contractors here. Uh, it's it's uh, these are Antifa members. So so I wonder if he because he, th- somebody definitely did call Wisdom and say that that there the were buses and they were going to come. Uh, you know whatever I say, rape, pillage, and burn because it's funny because that's what we that's you know straight out of a pirate movie. Um, but but maybe that maybe that dude was listening to Wisdom. I don't know. So I'm part of it. i went well, well, on
2: with uh, with Cabot, and he asked Cabot if he had heard about it, or you know, wanted Cabot to do something about Antifa gathering right. at Stony Creek.
0: You're exactly right. That's right. Tim Cabot was on the air that day, and then we just kind of went, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and again, Tim Cabot comes on mon- once a month on Mondays before the city council meeting and answers every question <laughs> that I, everyone that I put. He takes every question except for the the weird time when. Uh, people can't called, uh, pretending they were like ho- hookers or something. And I had to use the dump button that day. So only people on Facebook got to hear that one, I think. And maybe people on the, uh, the, the, uh, wisdom app who were listening. Uh, 608 is the talk and text line. I don't know how much interaction we're going to do today. Uh, being, uh, I think everyone's, I don't know what, what is January 1st for people? Cause I, I say January, New Year's Eve is kind of like the most overrated holiday, it's one of the most overrated holidays. I mean, maybe when you're 20, 21, that's great. But but really, by the end of it, you're just like, okay, it's just another, we just we do something at midnight and then go about the the, the regular partying that we're doing anyway. Um, but New Year's Day, I guess, is, is it just, you just watch football all day? Is that what you're doing, guys?
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much, Rick. I, I think that peak New Year's Eve celebration time is like your early to mid-20s and, you know, at a certain point, you just struggle to stay up <laughs> until midnight or you just don't have the energy to go out. Or, you know, if you do go out, you're nursing a nasty hangover the next day. So, you know, it, it just seems like there's there's a small window in your early and mid-20s when New Year's Eve is just the best ever. And then it just, you know, becomes not necessarily a great holiday.
0: Yeah, definitely. I uh, I just, I, I, I guess I probably party pretty... Pretty okay in New Year's. I I hearken back to my like 15, 14, 13 year old New Year's uh, self and played video games all night as we're social distance New Year'sing. Um, so played it maybe maybe played a Star Wars video game. That's what I did. All right, we no news today, so uh, everyone else is gone. I'm the only person in the building, uh, so we're not going to do any newscasts. But we we're going to fill the whole hour with with news as we uh, we burn the first eighteen minutes on or the first ten minutes on uh, Doctor or uh, Father James Altman, I guess you would call him. Um, what what should we hit next? I, I do have. Uh, I I will trickle some of these. Uh, uh, the, the the Duke Mayo Bowl that was a thing the Badgers played in. Um, I'll just trickle some of these as we talk about college football being like the January first thing. Uh, the Roadies Humanitarian Bowl that's that's the thing that that happened once upon a time in history. The Brute Sun Bowl I think maybe Brute like the the, the Cologne there. Uh, at one point in time there was the Raisin Bowl. And uh, the Bell Helicopter Armed Forces Bowl—that actually happened. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. <laughs> I don't know how to sound with this video, with this, uh, with this song in the background. I don't know what kind of inflection I should have in my voice, Tragoski.
2: It could be like—I mean—you could try to do a, an impression of the angry priest guy, yeah. and you know, say that Democrats are going to hell and that. You know, godless education and, you know, hell is real and you're all going to burn for eternity. I mean, you could, you could try to pull that off.
0: He starts that, he starts that, uh, that video all about, and it's all the blood of Christ and the blood of this and the blood. There's like seven or eight references to, to blood. And I'm just like, what are you talking about, man? Like, man, where do I sign up? Like, I can't wait to be Catholic. Like, what is, is it? Is that a recruitment letter for, 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 uh, <laughs> for converting democrats into catholicism or or converting democrats to republicans because i hear that and i go you sound like an insane person and i don't want anything to do with your wacky religion like i would rather be an atheist after hearing you talk
2: yeah like what does he think is going to happen in terms of the public reaction to that video like isn't the point to not scare away people from your church i mean you know I, I i have not been to uh i haven't been to bible college but you know i mean isn't the point to get people to come to your church or a place of worship in increased numbers
0: yeah I, I don't understand and then the the whole you know fear-based rel- religion like that we're gonna preach based on fear i don't know it doesn't work in college basketball anymore, as Bobby Knight has shown us. It, it's, it's probably not going to work on the uh, this new, uh, you, you know, the, the young kids that are, are trying to find their way. Uh, speaking of finding his way, back to uh, uh, 2021. Eric from Sparta it's kicking us off. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air.
2: Yeah, I yeah, I'm kind of wonder if your guess is a Christian or is he an atheist or an agnostic. I would certainly like to you know, because
0: that, that bothered me. Baptist priest, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, I mean, it doesn't matter <laughs> what religion anyone is. I didn't. I don't care what religion you are, Eric, or anyone. But uh, we're we're bashing the priests. Are we bashing the priests, or, or just kind of uh, confused about him bashing Democrats and condemning them all to hell? Because I feel like he's just bashing half the country uh, and telling them they're all going to hell. Seems a little strange. I,
2: I think we were just sort of reacting out of confusion. Like, why why a religious leader would use that kind of rhetoric, and plus that a religious leader would get bogged down in such petty issues. Like, I mean, like, don't you have like bigger concerns, like you know, like eternal salvation? You know, when you're when you're uh, when you're a religious leader, instead of like who's going to win the presidential election like he's he's know, worried it just, it just seems like incredibly Cher- petty
0: chergoski he is worried about eternal he's worried about all the democrats eternal salvation and if they vote democrat they're going to hell he's worried about him vote for trump what are you talking about he was condemned too by i don't know if condemns the right word but the uh the the diocese bishop came out with a big yeah. statement on this and i don't want to get into it we can move on from from crazy priest, but as we, we killed half the show talking about him, um, and we might kill the next half of the show, you know, talking about the next issue, but the San Diego County credit union poinsettia bowl that happened at one point for refrigerator bowl, literally called just the refrigerator bowl, the mercy bowl, the Papa John's.com bowl and uh bridge education, Hol- holiday bowl. GoDaddy.com Bowl, and I will just go reference back to the Duke Mayo Bowl, which is what the Badgers played in for the other day. Um, All right, so the the next weird story that happened in 2020 in lacrosse and just kind of, you know, we could talk about COVID-19, the mask mandate, and then all the county sheriffs around here, not all of them, but a lot of them talking about how they're not going to inf- coming out publicly because sheriffs are in an elected position for some reason coming out publicly to uh to their base to get reelected saying they're not going to enforce the mass mandate cuz that's the easiest thing anyone can do. Uh we could talk about that, but I think maybe the next story and see we'll see how long we we go with this is that that weird uh Lacrosse County Republican Party letter That was sent to high school seniors around the area trying to recruit them to become Republicans or just come down to the county headquarters and and talk to us. And, and, you know, I guess if maybe if we come talk to you, we'll we'll get you to be a Republican or something. I don't really know how that uh, but they did throw in uh, a free mega hat with your $10 student membership. And uh, that hat was going to trigger more snowflakes than an Avalanche it literally said that on a coupon it was on a coupon on this letter and uh, you know Bill Fian had come on the show the day or the day after this letter had come out uh, and, and Bill Fian the Lacrosse County Republican Party chair who's you know been in the news lately with trying to overturn an election along with that crazy uh, fired Trump lawyer or whatever resigned Trump lawyer uh, what's her name do you know do you remember her name? Oh yeah, Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell who's just very out there. Very interesting to listen to her of of the many people that have are spokespeople for Donald Trump. But anyway, Bill Fien had come on to, and, and he said this about this this Republican Party, La Crosse County Republican Party letter sent to area high school seniors trying to recruit them. He had this to say about it. The thing I want to make clear in this letter: there's a lot of bizarre statements. It's almost like the Unabomber manifesto. But the policy of our county party and the Republican Party in general is that everybody is welcome. Everybody is welcome. It's uh, this letter, though Unabomber manifesto. He said it was fake. He called. He kind of said it was, you know, kind of like a a, a Facebook comment troll trying to to make the party look bad. Uh, but while he did that on the Crosstalk PM uh that night. That morning he had uh he had been talking with uh emailing with his party and that letter actually wasn't fake. It was sent by a lacrosse county party committee member and um so he just came out and lied and, and pretended that the letter he didn't know that the letter was real and he could have condemned the guy that wrote the letter for the party, but he didn't do that at all. It's just a very weird story and it's just um you know and then it, he comes out and says Uh, You know, if we just don't talk about it, it'll go away. And it kind of did. I guess he was right there.
2: Well, Rick, I mean, this is a big problem for the Republican Party. And, you know, they they approached this in a rather ham-handed way, to put it lightly with this letter, the problem of trying to recruit younger people to their parties, try to get younger people on their side. And, and, and Rick, you know, there is uh, good evidence to suggest that younger people today lean heavily towards... The Democratic Party. And so the question then, well, becomes, how do you remain competitive as a political party if the younger generation is with your opposition? And this was, I think, a a rather clumsy, to put it mildly, a clumsy attempt to try to appeal to younger people. And it was incredibly strange, Rick. Like you said, the Facebook comment, it did read like a weird Facebook post.
0: Well, Um, there's there's always this, uh, the party of Lincoln, Republicans want to tout and and that's fine, but there's always this like there there's a weird section in history where the Republican Party and the Democratic Party switched, and the the the, the views of that. So when you when they tell a lot of this history and just like well then the the Republican Party doesn't didn't stand for that that was that, that when, when at the at that point in time the Republican Party is what would now be the Democrat Party. So it's kind of a weird when when you want to talk about history a lot of that stuff is is you know it just gets you get in the weeds on that, but the. The idea that the, somebody on the committee sent this letter out and then the uh, the party chair said that we didn't do it when he knew very well that.
2: The uh, the accomplishments that this letter lists for the Republican Party, it, it is noteworthy that the most recent accomplish of the party that they list is the uh, Civil Rights Act of 1964. So there's nothing that the part that the letter mentions that comes after that. And, you know, Rick, I think that the triggers trigger more snowflakes than an avalanche is pretty telling (laughs) um, because (laughs) that relates to this idea that, you know, the the goal of politics is just to annoy the opposition. And the, the goal of politics is just to trigger the other side. And 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 forget policy, for forget any kind of high-minded ideology. The goal of politics is to just you know, make the other side angry, and and that's something that we're seeing more and more of. And so when I saw a trigger more snowflakes than an avalanche as sort of like the the big appeal to these students, <laughs> like like that's 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 the calling card, you know, trigger snowflakes and, you know, make the other side angry. And it just seems like that's what politics has become to a large extent. You know, success is making the other side mad.
0: Yeah. And we're done and, and smart, you know, dumb, dumb down the, uh, the whole, the whole letter to trigger snowflakes. Cause that's what kids, Oh yeah, that's fun. Let's do that. And Oh, a free mega hat. Sure. I mean, I guess if you support Trump, then you're, you're all in on that except that, all that was so supposedly fake and then it wasn't fake. So um, yeah, just, a, and, and I guess, you know, like you talk about politics just trying to make other people mad. I guess that's, it works. And then also the media, the media thrives on that too, right? We're not, we're not doing a feel good show today, trigoski Maybe we should. I don't know if you want to feel good, you know, about, about January 1st and lacrosse talk PM. I mean, there was the salad bowl, that literally was called the Salad Bowl. That was a, a college football bowl game. The AvoCare V100 Independence Bowl. The IBM slash OS2 Fiesta Bowl. That was actually a bowl game played. Uh, the R plus L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. I mean, these are uh, the Chick-fil-A Bowl. Chick-fil-A Bowl. I mean, come on. Uh, we, selling out college football. I mean, we can lighten it up a little bit too. But uh, we got to take another, another break. Again, no news. Just me and you to be lacrosse political science professor Anthony Trugoski, uh, and and weird obscure bold names from history. We'll be back. <laughs> yes, Virginia, there is a God or whatever he says. <laughs> Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk, yeah. <laughs> Sweet Virginia, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I want to. That's the more more of the song that I would want to sing to this, this in the background. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, UW Lacrosse political scientist, uh, Dr. Anthony Tchaegovsky on with us. 608 is the talk and text line. I feel like this, Tchaegovsky, this could be one of them shows that it's, it's going to be better. To, people are going to listen to on the podcast more so. I feel like people are just doing other things on New Year's Day at 5, 5 p.m.
2: Yeah, I, I was kind of wondering, like, you know, what percentage of people have the day off do you think on New Year's Day?
0: I did try to call because I, I got a I got a new speaker that hooks to the TV. What is a sound bar, and it just doesn't it doesn't work right. It doesn't hook up correctly. So I'm like, oh, I'll call the thing and have them walk me through it. And oh, they're off today. I'm like, okay, well that's good. At least they're because sometimes you call those numbers and you know they might be off here, but you'll get a call overseas. They'll send you know the right. call centers are overseas, so they're they're always in and out. You can call at any time. Those 24 hour times usually the the one when you call it three in the morning is I do sometimes because there's nobody waiting and you're like, Oh, I got right through, but I'm definitely talking to, to somebody that's not in, in this hemisphere right now. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would assume that there's uh, quite a, I, I would guess that most people are off here. Um, all right. We're kind of, we're kind of looking back at 2020. And we, we, we talked kind of about two a little bit grim stories in, in, in one way or another funny in a way. And then they, they, they are kind of grim as well. Um, but I will I will say that this story Trigoski, I don't you you might not even have, have heard of it and maybe I sent you the link but uh, at one point in August early August uh, caught on video apparently this this guy in on Alaska kept kept getting his his Trump sign taken so I believe his na- he must have put a camera on it to catch a, the the person that was going to steal the sign and for whatever reason this this uh, Toyota pulls up. Uh, kid gets out of the car and uh, the, the Toyota actually backs up so the kid can get a running start at this Trump sign. He gets out of the car. He's wearing flip flops and he goes and he wants to just punt. He just wants to kick the sign like it's a field goal and the sign's flimsy. It's on two little wires and he goes to kick it and he totally just he kicks right through it. Like it uh, just like what Charlie Brown and. And getting the football pulled from out of him, he falls over. He looks like an idiot. Then he gets up, and of course, he steals the sign. If he wouldn't have stole the sign, I think we'd have been good. But he steals the sign, and I'm, I'm sure he got a. I believe he got a, a, a fine over a hundred dollars. I think they did find the kid.
2: Well, Rick, what do I say about politics being the <laughs> goal being making people angry? And I mean, what better example of that is like kicking someone's yard sign and it and there have been so many viral videos online of people doing that and you know that's what goes viral because people like yeah we're sticking it to the other side like yeah we're going to show those trump supporters who's who we're going to show those biden supporters what's what yeah So i mean this is totally about just like pissing off the other side
0: yeah it's it's, it's the dumbest first of all the dumbest of things is that we have yard signs for for our for whomever we want to vote for i don't Like what good does that do aside from, I guess this year, maybe a little bit more people were, Oh, look at all the Trump signs everywhere, but I don't see any Biden signs. You know what that's going to say. But on the flip side, like all it really does is, is is signal you out a, a little bit to your neighbors, which, you know, if you want, as we get more divisive, based on what politics, I could be best friends with my neighbor and all of a sudden they put a Trump sign out there. I'd be like, Oh, Oh good. You know, or you see their post on Facebook and you're like, Oh wow. You're, uh, you're, you're going down that rabbit hole of a conspiracy theory, uh, with the election results or something. And, or or the other way. And it's just like, oh, OK, well, I've been I, I've known you for like five years. We've never had a, you know, a, 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 we've had great conversations all the time. And now in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, but you're you're also a little crazy, apparently.
2: Yeah, well, that's how, you know, in many ways, politics has just become so core to how we think about people and how we think about our own identities. It's like, oh, I have this nice neighbor next door. Uh, we've been getting along. We've had great conversation. We we've had a few beers. We've talked about football. And, and well, wait a minute. He votes for the other party, and now, now all of a sudden, I don't like him. Not even so he votes. I, that's that's just such a shift in politics. <laughs> how it's just become so personal.
0: Not even that he he or she votes for the other party. Is that he created a Rambo? flag that's you know 10 feet by 10 feet and it's it's not rambo but it's donald trump and he's shooting democrats so and it's just like you know it'd be one thing if you just okay well you're voting for trump or you're voting for kopenki or you know you're voting for biden or you're voting for path whatever it'd be one thing to do that but like some of these signs like my and they're still up like some of these people uh, Meineke Car Care right. Ball, that was a thing. The, Kark- the Bacardi Ball, that actually, that sounds like a fun ball. SeaWorld Holiday Ball, that was one uh, in the 80s, I believe, uh, looking at the screenshot here. Pioneer Pure Vision Las Vegas Ball, that's a mouthful. Gotham Ball, holy cow, I would have loved to watch the Gotham Ball as uh, we celebrate uh, the new year and, and what most people, I believe, do is watch college football. Um, all right, so moving on. Uh, past the kid whiffing on the, the kicking sign. and I In this story that I did post, I did actually Chagoski, I don't know, I, I wasn't talking to you at this point in time a couple of years ago, but do you remember when we had parking ramps and we had gates in the parking ramps? Do you remember this controversy?
2: Uh, you're going to have to refresh my memory on that one.
0: Alright, so we we had a lot of fun with this and every sat- Friday and Saturday night the, the security camps had a lot of fun with this. To get into the parking ramps downtown, you had to you had to pay or to get out, I should say. I, I don't remember. You could get in for free, but you're not for free but without a ramp. But the the parking ramps had gates, so you had to pay, and then the gates went up, so you could get out. Well, people would would cars would you know decide we're not gonna pay, and they would just drive through the gates, and and that was one thing. But the 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 police actually created a montage of people that were <laughs> drunk and just leaving the bars, and they'd walk by the parking ramps, see the gates, and just decide to fight them. The people, drunk people, fighting the parking ramp gates. um, That is at the bottom of this. uh, You know, Trump uh, kid, kid whiffing on the Trump sign. It just reminded me of uh, of a a a better day when we were fighting over parking gates, and uh, and then we got rid of the gates, and we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on a new system, and you know, nobody cares. Uh, Actually, everybody cared. I think nobody wants free parking. That's what I say. Uh, but moving on. Oh no! But do you remember that now? Did you even did you even know that that was a thing? Parking gate gate. Yeah. That's what I called it. Parking yeah, gate. Yeah, gate. I
2: was. I think it was brilliant, Rick. Like bring back the gates so that people have something to take out their aggression on instead of the opposing party's lawn signs.
0: Yeah, it was. A, it was really funny too because the gates used to be, I believe, aluminum. They were some kind of you know more expensive material. And then the first the first thought was, hey, why don't we just make these you know. Like cheap wood, so that people they they break easier, but at least they'd only cost two fifty to replace. So that was like part of parking gate gate.
2: <laughs> parking gate <gate-gate>. gate. <laughs> you know, th- this could go. I, I I I love where this is going, Rick. I mean, you know, maybe we just need. Maybe we just need opportunities for people to take out their frustrations in healthier manners.
0: Is this maybe what's happened in politics is we've gotten rid of the physical things around cities as we go all digital, We everything moves to social media where we vent our frustrations. We need more physical items around town. I'm surprised Hatch Baby is, has survived this long because only one person has punched a, 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 a dent in Hatch Baby, and I believe they did get fined for that. Uh, Hatch Baby has survived maybe because it's right next to the police station. Maybe one of the smartest things Mayor Tim Cabot has ever done is put Hatch <laughs> Baby next to the police station. Um, but, you know, we, we got rid of parking gates. We got rid of uh, meters, right? Parking meters probably a long time ago. I know that at some point they were just stuffed in a room somewhere in the city. Uh, but parking meters, we could have taken out all kinds of aggression on parking meters.
2: Well, Rick, I mean, like you talk about the shift to digital and social media and people not having kind of that person to person contact, whether it's with other people or whether it's with a parking meter or a (laughs) gate. And, you know, this, this has just been a disaster, I think, for American politics. This shift to more like impersonal, not face to face, online, behind, hiding behind a screen. That's been horrible for the American. Uh, democracy. And and so I think, I mean, we just need to get back to kind of like, you know, more in-person stuff, I think. And obviously the pandemic makes that harder, but it's just such a huge problem, Rick. And that's one of my, that was one of my major takeaways from 2020 is is just how people can create their own reality. Uh, They can just like embed themselves in information that they want to hear and doesn't go against anything that they believe they can avoid anything that they don't want to hear and it's just been a catastrophe for american politics this this shift to mostly social media online the the, the digitization of politics and and moving away from just actually getting to know each other
0: yeah and the way the so the way social media works too especially with facebook especially is you 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 follow different pages, and then the Facebook figures out where you where you what you believe in, and then you know Facebook would be smart maybe to to switch this, but it, it, your Facebook feed becomes an echo chamber of your beliefs, and Facebook just keeps feeding you the things that you want to see. I guess you know Facebook would would be smart. I guess maybe maybe Facebook already does this: is instead of feeding me the things that I want to, maybe maybe I don't literally want to see them when I'm thinking about it but it's going to feed me things that i'm going to be outraged about right like oh look rick's uh, you know mad about a, something that trump did let's throw a couple more trump stories at him just to get him and then at least on facebook if i'm going to be outraged and want to comment and and argue with people in the comment section for the most part well i guess no because we have the russian troll farms Uh, creating fake Facebook profiles just to trigger everyone else into arguing with them. But on Twitter, I always call it the Twitter eggs. You're arguing with Twitter eggs on on Twitter because they don't even have profile pictures because Twitter's default picture is a picture of an egg.
2: Well, Rick, I mean, the whole business model of these social media platforms – is to keep you on there as much as possible because the more you're on there the more ad revenue that they can make and how do they keep you on there as much as possible well just feed you things that generate an emotional reaction feed you things that outrage you and that will get you to stay on these websites and that means more ad revenue so <laughs> i mean like it's the, the problem is that what is good for these companies is horrible for democracy yeah, so we the- just have this total contradiction between the interests of our political system and the interests of these massive tech companies
0: well and then on top of that now we have the political system utilizing these tech companies into pushing their whatever you know if you want to call it their agenda or at least you know coming out with what they what they want to think about or what they want to tell the public they think about something and and that came to light in 2020 when governor tony evers had the mask mandate right like he puts out the mask mandate yep. and then all the lacrosse county sh- or the the lacrosse county sheriff i did I, the, the first one i did see was the washburn sheriff and uh there was another one just there, and i'm going to i lost the page but um there was just all kinds of sheriffs around here hey we're not going to enforce the mask mandate do whatever you want because sheriffs are an elected position and and you know these sheriffs are out in rural areas they they know what their quote unquote base is so if they come out publicly saying they're not going to enforce masks, the easiest position in the history of the universe, hey, we're not going to enforce masks, do whatever you want. Um okay. Well, that's great. Thank you for not finding us for for masks uh and, and just, you know, the Washburn sheriff too, he cited like religious beliefs as one of the reasons why they're not going to enforce the mask mandate as if that has anything to do with anything. Well,
2: Rick, I mean, the, the these are just elected officials looking to score points with their voters and how they opted to score points with their voters was to, you know, say, hey, Tony Evers can shove it when it comes to this mask mandate. And ultimately, that's how they tried to gain attention for themselves in these rather low profile positions, these positions like county sheriff that don't get a lot of publicity, but are elected positions. And so, you know, you do want to get your name out there. And what what was so unreal, Rick, to me about 2020, like one of the most astonishing things, and I think one of the biggest legacies of 2020, will be that masks became a culture war issue, that they became a political issue where, you know, if you're a sheriff, it was in your political interest to go on Facebook and say, hey, Tony Evers, you know, this is what I think about your mask mandate and then say that I'm not going to enforce it. That was just so astonishing to watch. Yeah. How how how, like the mask became a symbol of like the the big government is coming to oppress us. The big government is going to tell us what to do instead of just this minor inconvenience that people could endure in order to stop the spread of the coronavirus.
0: Yeah. The, the other sheriff that had come out was the Monroe County sheriff. He said uh, that his office, West revels, his office understands the different viewpoints regarding the mandate as if there's, there's only one viewpoint. It's that wear a mask and, and we'll slow the spread of the virus. Like, what are you talking about? Religious views and different viewpoints. And I will say that the uh, La Crosse County sheriff, Jeff Wolf said, they're extremely busy with traffic crashes domestic disturbances, drug investigations, overdoses, and mentally ill individuals over the past several months. So they don't have time to to go and and fight over, you know, like go and take calls on masks. So just said, don't call 911. And part of me says, yeah, that makes sense. But now we've had, you know, two news stories in the last uh, week or so or last week and a half or 10 days that um, people are getting punched in the face uh, for being asked to wear a mask.
2: And how many videos, how many viral videos have we seen of that happening? And in this case, at the Bodega Brew Pub in in La Crosse, how there was this individual who came in and punched a bartender, apparently, because he was asked to put on a mask. And, you know, that's just become, in many ways, just like I said, Rick, like one of the legacies of 2020, like a society that is so divided, that people will clock someone in the head over a mask.
0: The Progressive Gator Bowl. That's a bowl game that happened in the past. GalleryFurniture.com Bowl. That's a thing that the NCAA <laughs> took money for. The Beef O'Brady's St. Petersburg Bowl. That's, uh, that happened. The Poulon Weed Eater Independence Bowl. Um, and maybe the, the number one weirdest bowl name of all time. I don't know. Uh, but the Badgers were part of this with Auburn, apparently. Gaylord Hotels Music City Bowl presented by Bridgestone. We doubled the ads there because nobody wants to watch the Badgers. We've got to get double the ad money. Um, all right. We're going to take one last break and we'll wrap up. Welcome back to the Talk PM 2021. We're only... Trogowski, we're only not even halfway through this song. <laughs> it's an eight, eight and a half, over almost nine minute song. Beethoven Symphony Symphony Number Seven in A Major, Op. Period ninety two, the second Allegretto. I have no idea what any of that means. Clearly, clearly, because I'm sure I spell I I said a lot of that wrong. Were you ever a music guy? Were you ever you, did you, did you Were you made to take piano lessons or anything as a kid?
2: Not at all, Rick. But you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm forever now going to associate Beethoven with lacrosse priest guy.
0: Yeah, lacrosse, lacrosse father James Altman, uh who refers to himself in the third person at some point there in in his <laughs> uh in his you know rants about baloney and and Democrats baloney. That's how you know
2: he's a really fun guy that he refers to himself in the third person. Yeah,
0: there and. You know, when that came out, he did go on some kind of podcast after that. It was like a video interview podcast where it was, it was over an hour long. So I was like, oh, this will be, let's just see. And I was like, oh, I can't, I listened to it for about four or five minutes. I was like, I can't do it. I can't talk. I can't listen to this. And how, how are these people going to be talking about this for an hour? Um, It was a little over the top. And it wasn't as interesting as his very, I mean, very well produced video that that had at that time like you know some five hundred thousand views. Um, so good for him, I guess. I mean, you know, when you when you tell all the Democrats they can go to hell, all the Republicans are going to want to listen to that.
2: <laughs> I mean, what what do we say about social media, Rick? I mean, things that provoke outrage or strong feelings get the most attention. So, what better way to get? Attention! What better way to get publicity for yourself than by saying an entire political party is going to hell?
0: Right, definitely. Okay, so just wrapping up some of the the weirder stories that have happened. You know, and nationally, we can. This is kind of a, both a national, statewide, not so much local, but I mean the the entire saga around that's that's happened since the election is kind of a story in itself and. And, uh, you know, we have like four minutes to talk here, so we're definitely not even four minutes, definitely not going to be able to, to run down. But when, when you look at like what's happened since Joe Biden's election, uh, is there is there any one thing? And then, you know, from then until like now where we're fighting over relief checks and we're in this like lame duck period but now the the thing I Shigasi, the thing I want to I want to know is we have this lame duck Congress we have this lame duck president not Congress but there's some Congress people why are we making the most important decisions why are we passing this trillion not the COVID relief bill but the trillion dollar bill uh, part of that funding the military why are we doing that after an election uh, when when some of these people are out right they're not no longer elected officials why do they get to the vote on this stuff.
2: Well, I I do think it's a big concern, Rick, that you have people who are leaving office because they were defeated or people who have retired and will no longer be in office are essentially unaccountable to the voters and are making big decisions over these issues. And what we've seen in the lame duck has been just that people are kind of in there, you know, just just people are, are sort of finding whatever information suits them about the integrity of this election, but also that Congress pretty casually disregarded President Trump when it came to two key issues, the $2,000 checks uh, to add on to the latest COVID stimulus package, plus this uh, recent defense bill that Donald Trump vetoed but was overridden. The Congress overrode the veto by a very, very large margin, including significant uh, numbers of people from both political parties. On the one hand, you have just Congress disregarding Trump in some ways, but on the other hand, you have this real sort of crisis when it comes to people's perceptions of the integrity of this election and just people not yeah, you know, believing that Joe Biden is the duly elected president, and what the heck does that mean for the next four years?
0: Yeah, we got less than a minute here, but I, I feel like none of this is, is even happens if there's not a, a Georgia runoff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, when it comes to the Georgia runoff, the big day next Tuesday, when Senate control, party control of the Senate, will be determined once and for all. And that really was the impetus for this latest coronavirus relief package, Mitch McConnell feeling like he had to give cover to his uh, his candidates in those races. But then Donald Trump throwing a massive curveball with this $2,000 proposal that ultimately did not
0: go through the Senate. Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders. Tax Slayer Bowl, <laughs> cher- Cherubundi Tart Cherry Bocata Bowl. Uh, all right, that's enough. Thanks, Jurgoski. See ya. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Rick.